It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, February 2nd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that guess we're rooting for Team McKinnon. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. You can find us over on YouTube, on the SiriusXM app, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ Puxatani Phil did not see his shadow. So uh, early spring this year <laughs> on this Groundhog Day. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, that's, that, you know. I know. I feel like with, you know, some of the lack of snow, we're going to get one of those late winter, early spring snows. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Uh, In Flyers news, uh, Carter Hart was moved to non-roster status. So that gives us a roster spot back um, at least at this. But not really, because there's no money to pay somebody for the roster spot. That's the problem right now. They can move Ellis to LTIR. He's still just on they IR. They can, right now. but for some reason they haven't. So I don't know what the holdup has been with that. So I can't guarantee that they're going to do that because they haven't done it. You know, they may ask John, "Do you want anybody else up here?" And he might say, "No." I don't know. Like yeah, I can't well, assume that. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think they'll make the move until they want to actually have a transaction that will warrant it at this okay. point. Yeah, that, that makes logical sense. I try. I try. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, the All-Star Game festivities have begun. We, of course, had the player draft. And uh, as I said at the top of the show, Travis Konechny ended up on Team McKinnon, which is, I believe, what I said I thought might happen on yesterday's show. Yeah, I think you did. Um, You know, if you can't beat him, join him, right? McKinnon just scored four points against them recently, so... Uh, he was very happy to have the agitator, as they called Travis Konechny, and that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, Travis Konechny looked incredible on the red carpet. Um, he did. He looked good. As, that's that's as much as I could say. He looked good. Yeah, his his suit was phenomenal, so uh, really appreciated that. Yeah, and I think he had his wife and kids' pictures on the inside, you know, because everybody does that inside thing now where they put something on the lining, and it, so that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, uh, Kale McCarr was the assistant captain for McKinnon, got uh, following the theme of teammates uh, working together there. And uh, not a not too shabby of a team that he's on. Of course, like McKinnon was going to pick Crosby first uh, with the same hometown. Uh, but Crosby and- wasn't there. It's true. There was a, uh, a Timbit kid 
acting in Crosby's stead, which I thought was actually kind of cute. It was funny. But but McKinnon said he didn't know. Like, he had no idea when he picked him that he wasn't going to walk up to the podium. Like, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the hot mics were a whole thing um, during that draft. But Yeah, because uh, I know one, at one point McKinnon was like, you know, Leon, shut off your mic or or was vice versa. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you do that, you're stopping all the fun. And let's face it, it was a bit boring. It was just too long. Yeah, I think that, you know, the celebrity captains thing was a good idea, but it's like they're trying to balance out the fact that some of these guys like the hockey players don't have as strong a personality. So they needed like, you know, some people to punch it up. But the problem is like Uble was the only one that was like even Will Arnett, I guess. But like you have to have like comedians or people who can think on their feet and improv in order to do that and but they also um, have to know the league yeah i I don't know if that matters as much but in terms of like being quippy about the different players sure sure but like bieber was was kind of quiet i think overall and uh tate mccray i did not know who she was but um no you know i i I read she might be fantastic but just people in the u.s i feel like don't know her at all well, unless you watch So You Think You Can Dance, which um, okay. I have watched that show many times, but I just did not watch the season she was on. So, yeah, I think but there's that... also some other things, too. Um, yeah. You know, like, don't put the pressure on Connor McDavid to give a good interview. You know, he can't give a good interview. Like the whole world knows this. And Butchergrass went, well, Connor, you know, you got the final word. And he you know, I felt bad for him. He didn't know what to say. He's not the guy to do that to. There's other guys to do that to. You know, you could do it to McKinnon. You could do it to Tom Wilson. You know, there's certain guys that are that are great yeah. interviews. You would, yeah, Butchergrass should know that at this point. I understand ESPN might want as much McDavid as possible, but wait till he's on the ice. The you know the speaking part, not his best part of his game. No, but he's he's much better at talking about the actual goings on of the hockey than he is about like extemporaneous stuff like that. Right. Well, that's the thing. When he asked him to extrapolate, then it was like, hum, the hum, the, you know, and I felt bad for him. Yeah. But, uh, uh, TK is on a pretty solid team. Uh, I think, and, uh, it'll be a good competition. Of course. Uh, Oh, the first pick overall was Kucherov going to team Hughes. That was smart. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of of those hot mic situations, when McDavid picked Pasternak, he said to him, like, you got to try, man. (laughs) Like, it was so (laughs) funny. Yeah, yeah, that Uh, was funny. I don't know. The other interesting thing that I noticed on the All-Star jerseys is that the nameplate was below the number uh, on the jerseys. And See, I don't know. I didn't pay too much attention to it because they got it folded up and then they were sitting on the bench. So you mostly saw the front of it. So to be honest, I didn't even notice. Well, I noticed it from the team captains standing up. Yeah. Um, and that that's interesting because the old PHF women's league did that because, you know, some women have, I mean, some guys too, but like have longer hair. So it would cover the nameplate. So they put the nameplate below right. the numbers so you could read everybody's name. Um, but I hadn't seen that on like a men's jersey before. Yeah, interesting. I mean, certainly the one thing that 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 
and I have a couple of these, but you know, one thing that really rung true um, was when they were doing a, um, they were showing different all-star games and most of these jerseys look like guys are wearing pajamas. There's been a few years that I've liked, <laughs> but most of them look like they're wearing pajamas, man. It's like, it's funny. Yeah. This year's, I think that I like them in person. Like when I saw the pictures or, or and the yeah. drawings, when they first came out, I was like, I don't know, but they look almost like clothing from Mario brothers. And I think that was like really <laughs> yes. cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's accurate. I do. Yeah. So I think it looks good in person. Um, we'll see what they look like out on the ice uh, in motion. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, the draft was fun. I think it was just kind of a shame that it was kind of buried uh, on the broadcast end of things. Well, it definitely was buried. Like you couldn't get it on regular TV. And, but, and, and what I mean by regular TV is just, you know, even a good cable package didn't get it. You had to have ESPN Plus because ESPN didn't show it anywhere else. Um, I have like five ESPN channels. As an example, wasn't on. So I, I think they were missing out on an audience there. And it's like, why wouldn't you get ESPN to put it on something? Yeah, and uh, it, it was interesting because of the uh, the fact that the skills competition is limited to a certain number of players. It's not everybody. So for some team right. fans, this was like the only other chance to see their guy except for the All-Star game itself. So uh, I think, yeah, that was a little bit. And if Dad didn't pony up for the ESPN Plus package, the kid didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, But speaking of that skills comp, we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the PWHL three-on-three challenge and more about All-Star Weekend coming up next. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I'll put out my menu in about a week. I have to figure out what I'm going to shop for. I, I'm not going to do an extensive shopping. But as far as the betting, yeah, I would bet on um, the over. I really feel like that's the solid bet here. I even noticed that in the local Philly area, Ike Reese, who reads the same commercial, uh, decided to take the over. So, And I didn't know that. We were like independent of each other, so I felt good about my pick then. FanDuel is so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So I should mention that uh, on the Thursday night activities, they did a Man of the Year award presentation um, in honor of Keith Magnuson. Uh, They gave it to the 67 Maple Leafs, which, of course, they're in Toronto, so it makes sense that they did that. Yeah, but one of them had to travel from Long Island, Pete Stemkowski, and um, I know Pete very well. He was a former Ranger. He actually, for a charity softball game I play every year, two years ago, he was our manager, and um, so he's a good guy, fun guy, and one time I took a picture of his ring and sent it to a Leafs fan that I know just for fun. And so he, he's a great guy. Anything 
good that happens to Pete, I'm happy about. So yeah, that's just, it's getting to be a smaller group. Like it, I feel bad. There's so many Leafs jokes that I can insert here, but I'm going to be above that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, as as Flyers fans, you know we got to we got to be a little chill about any Toronto jokes that we yeah. make at this point. But uh, I think that uh, the PWHL uh, showcase was a ton of fun. Um, I liked their celebrity coaches better. I mean, Tessa Virtue, um, absolute yeah. queen. Um, yeah, you know, that's a great one. You know, I think that it, it was a good, it was a really good showcase for the new league. Um, it was really cool, though. Ella Shelton um, from the New York team, she actually scored the first ever goal in the PWHL uh, in the first game. And she got the first goal in the three on three showcase as well. Um, so that was kind of cool for her. And uh, Savannah Harmon, who's like one of my favorite women's players. Um, I'm like big on the defensemen in the in the yeah. women's league. Um, okay. Renata, Renata Foss is my favorite player, I think, right now. Uh, but Savannah Harmon had three goals and two assists. Those are those are two of my favorite defensemen in the uh, in in the PWHL right now. Yeah, I like watching Alex Carpenter, Abby Rock, uh, Brianne Jenner. Those are some of the ones I like watching. So they have some great names. I mean, if I know, you know, eight or ten people in this game, that means you know they really had some great talent because you know fans of the league certainly know a lot more than I do. I only get to watch once in a while, so. That's great. I think it's it's super that they had the showcase. Uh, again, uh, showcase is nice. Um, doing more for the league is is better though, and I think they could do. The NHL should do more with the league. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I think so too. But hopefully, we'll see more of that as right. time goes on. Uh, this is a good start. Yeah, good start. A lot of good opportunities there. Um, I wonder you know, to some degree, if they're going to integrate like the NHL and PWHL awards at the end of the year, I think would be a fun way uh, to mix it up a little bit. That'd be good. Sure. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, In the meantime, for the skills competition, um, it's a little disappointing because, um, you know, they're only having a certain number, like 12 of the guys named to the all-star team participate in the skills competition overall. And so, like I said, you miss an opportunity to see your guy like Travis Konechny is not participating in the skills comp. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the guys that are, are great. Um, You know, you've got McKinnon, Nylander, Kale McCarr, Matthew Barzal, JT Miller, Nikita Kucherov, Quinn Hughes, Connor McDavid, Elias Pettersson, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, and David Pasternak. I mean, you can't go wrong with that list. It's just like... No, I mean, if you're a Flyers fan, honestly, the only guy that Konechny could replace would be Miller. Just because I think Konechny is a little trickier than Miller. But beyond that, nobody else on the list you could argue. Like, there's no... There's no competition, no, but it's just like, I want to see Travis Konechny out there doing, being goofy and like, yeah. you know, having an interview on the bench while he's watching some other guys, you know? And I think it's like builds a little bit of the, the fun of the team building, especially cause they had that draft 
you know, it'll, it's, it would be fun to see like the people, you know, get together and figure out what events they're doing and, and have like another layer to the competition. So this is all about individual bragging rights. I mean, honestly, if you really, and this, this is just my personal spin on it. If you wanted to make this more exciting, you would have only players who are on ELCs and rookies playing in this skills competition because the million dollars for them would be a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a fun way to do it, to get more people involved. Um, If you want to just have the game be the game and have that be your all Right. You have the game be the game, and then you have the skills with these other young stars, which they've basically done away with the young stars. And I used to like... You know, yeah. I don't know if people remember, like, the Young Stars game was great. Like, Joffrey Lupul, I think, was the first MVP of the Young Stars game. And I loved that. I thought that was terrific. And they, all of that's just gone. Yeah. And so if you look at that list of participants, I just read only four of the 12 play on American teams. And, you know, I mean, a, a lot of them are American, but it's it's like it was very clearly tailored toward a Canadian audience. And right. that's just weird to me, but I, I don't you can't know. argue with the names though. That's the only, no, thing. that's the thing It's like, how do you balance that out? I don't know, but the competitions themselves, um, you have a lot of the traditional ones, but also we don't have the goalies involved. So you don't get to see goalies try to do fast escape, which like, that's my favorite thing. Yeah, actually, I would be okay with they let the goalies do that because the goalies nowadays are so much better skaters than they were 20 years ago. Yeah. But I will say this. Look, of all the things, the fastest skate is the biggest deal. And and I give Connor McDavid a lot of credit for still being in it because, you know, guys do the NBA dunk competition like once or twice and then they beg out the rest of the time for the rest of their career. And, and McDavid hasn't done that. So I, I give him credit. You know, he doesn't. At this point in his career, he could beg out and nobody would really say anything. But I give him credit for doing it. Yeah. And I understand, like, you can't have 87 players there, you know, who are all good at a particular thing. But it is interesting that Connor McDavid is the only one in the competition who's currently in the top 10 of fastest skaters in the NHL, according to NHL Edge. Um, Owen Tippett is the still the fastest skater uh, in the NHL for that moment. For that that's moment, that's the whole thing. For that yeah. moment, that's the difference. See, like when you're when you're scouting, but doing that's a like lap games. is a is a one off. No, but it's different though. Like like what Owen Tippett was doing was he had been motivated to to on that play try and get that particular goal and was trying to go as fast as he can, right? Um, but when you start something flat footed it's a lot different and a lot harder. So like that's Owen Tippett showed off his game speed and that's what we, you know, and so that's different than when you just try and do this kind of competition. Sure. He's doing straight line. He's doing straight line. It is different. Yeah. But I'm just pointing out that only one of the people in the competition were even in the top 10. No, no. Um, And I think that's fair to point out, but again, my my other side of that is most of what you're seeing these numbers in the game is uh, you're seeing straight line skating and this isn't straight line. Now I wouldn't mind seeing Owen Tippett in this just because he had the highest number. Throw him in there. That's fine by me. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's it's a, a similar situation in the hardest shot where none of the people in the top ten 
uh, of hardest shots so far this season or, or in the competition. Um, I, I did not realize Travis Sanheim was still in the top 10 of hardest shot uh, with a shot he made way back in October against Edmonton. Uh, but yeah, the only thing I'm, I'm missing here, and they said it on a broadcast the other night um, from the list that you have, they said, and I think the last game of the year, of the year, it feels like the year, um, before the break or the second to last game that Colton Pareko had the hardest shot. Well, it, I could have pulled this list before the last game, but. Ah, okay. um, so he's not in there either. Again, on that one, that one's tough because I almost would pull from the list of who had the hardest shots in the game rather than who just has the hardest shot. So I'm with you. A hundred percent on this one, like just pull from your list. It would really prove that the NHL edge technology is a big deal. And those are the players, but they're not going to be the sexiest players all the time. Rachel, like, you know, how many people want to see Colton Pareko on a league wide level, but I'm good with having that, those guys in there. But like, again, listen to the names, Colin Miller, Darren Radish, Tage Thompson. Good. Radko Gudis. Like, these are not all-star names. Eric Carlson's an all-star yes. name. So, so Victor you know, Hedman is an all-star name. That's the fine line of an all-star game. It's like you you got to yeah. have guys with league-wide appeal. Yeah. And everybody in the list has league-wide appeal on that hardest shot. Yep, I would think so. Anyway, uh, it, it's always a, a thing every year when we get to the all-star game. Is it Are these the true all-stars or the guys who are willing to show up? I'll say this for the for the NHL. I think it more it's more the true all stars than most of the other leagues because I haven't heard a lot of bickering about guys not wanting to show up for this one. That's true. That is very true. Um, it, it has been a pretty amenable uh, group of guys this year. Uh, in the meantime, we are going to look ahead to the next few games for the Flyers and. Uh, and talk about what next week brings. And we'll do that coming up next. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league, including Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. Looking at next week's schedule, the Flyers get back into action on Tuesday at Florida. So they will be on the road. Um, I think the guys in Mexico maybe can just fly straight to Florida and stay in the sun for another couple yeah. of days. Um, I would do that. I, yeah, I would too. Um, and I, that is going to be a really tough matchup. I think to get back into it with um, it there's no easing back into the schedule here. No, there really isn't. And again, now I think um, really highlighted by John Tortorella talking to Sam Urson, it's a reset for Sam Urson. It doesn't matter whether you thought he was a number one or not. I mean, he has the true number one responsibility on him now. It's different. And I think everybody saw the difference. So it could still this could still be a big adjustment period for Sam Urson. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm glad he had a break to have that reset. Yes. And, you know, they can make some tweaks to his game um, that they need to uh, just slowly to get any 
you know, any changes that they want to make. Maybe talk about those defensive structure changes that we talked about um, earlier well, this week and work with Earth on to make the communication better, right? Yeah, that would be good. Like doing some drills where the defense can really talk about communicating with them would be good, but also maybe not pinching as much, not everybody going up, you know? So these are things that they could ease up on and ease back into as he's doing that. That could really help them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, playing on the road in Florida is a tough way to start, but it doesn't get easier, even though they come back home after that, they've got two games against the Winnipeg Jets who uh, we faced recently and the Seattle Kraken. And, you know, I think that the Flyers were kind of on that mini hot streak when they right. uh, were in Winnipeg. Um, so it was kind of a different circumstance than this week. Um, and this is where a team like the Jets is going to be, you know, kicked into that post all-star break higher gear. It's, it's going to be a different kind of game, I think, against Winnipeg this time. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, now teams are, you know, they're making deals, right? You saw that, you know. Lindholm was traded to Vancouver. By the way, yep. Calgary, Calgary had no nobody in the All Star game because Lindholm had to switch jerseys. Yep. That was kind of a rough, you know, a rough one for Calgary fans. But you, and I wouldn't be shocked if another trade is possibly made before action even starts because that's what happens. And I've talked about that, like at these All Star games, is that all the agents are there, all the GMs are there, and they talk and they know that the season's a wasted. Like there's not a half a season left. Right. And, you know, the dominoes start to fall. I think, you know, Lindholm is obviously one of the biggest names out there that, you know, we knew was on the trading block, if not the biggest. And and so I I do think that, you know, things could start happening here. But again, that's where these teams are going to kick it into a higher gear and and the Flyers are going to have to figure out a way to match that level. And yes, um, and against Florida against Winnipeg and and against Seattle I think it's going to be tough I mean Seattle is kind of fighting Seattle's hungry they they're on the you know on the edge too so I think these are going to be three extremely motivated teams for the Flyers to face and um, it is good that we've had the all-star break so you can maybe put that losing streak behind you a little bit and start fresh but it is looming a little bit especially because we know that the divisional games are going to heat up a little bit more um, after this upcoming week. And, um, you know, I I think that there's a lot of motivation here for the Flyers. Yeah. And there's some mental things for them to get past. At least they had the time off to do that, meaning Carter Hart. And now they, they basically have to treat it like, Hey, you know, we got to move on. So they had enough time to process that. So that's probably a positive. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, but yeah, I th- I think that hopefully everybody's, you know, rested in the sense that they're healing. They're, up. Not, they're not rested like you want them to be. You want them to be oh, like no. sitting at home. That is not watching, true, Russ. Watching the Equalizer, going to bed at 830. Yeah, it's true. That is like little, literally not true. I just want them resting in terms of healing up and not getting hurt and you know, if you're banged up, maybe they're less so when they get back. That's all I ever wanted out of this. Nobody's going uh, parasailing or jet skiing in Mexico, right? No. That's like not playing hockey, though. So, 
And actually, they may have something in their contracts about not being able to do that kind of stuff. And how are you going to, but they may or may not, but the point is they're in Mexico. Who's going to tell on them? I don't know. That's a good point. Anyway, <laughs> um, hopefully they're having fun as Travis Konechny is having fun at the All-Star Game. We will uh, recap the rest of the weekend festivities on Monday show, as well as name our nemesis of the week. And uh, if you have any questions for us, burning flyers questions, you can send us an email at lockdownflyers at gmail. You can send us a message uh, via Twitter at lockdownflyers or comment on our YouTube channel. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at our Miriam. That's our M I R I A M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S P O R T S O L O G Y. Have a great rest of your Groundhog Day, everyone.